podcast is intended for listeners over the age of 19 in Ontario, and we ask that you respect your local laws regarding cannabis use and its cultivation. Be sure to like, download, follow, subscribe, and of course, share with all your friends. Hi, ladies. Hi, ladies. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Annie. We <laughs> did a little bit different that day. Yeah. And hi, Ollie from Ollie Dog Pet, Pet Wellness. Wellness. Welcome to the Hotbox Virtually. Thanks, ladies. It's great to be here, and uh, thanks for having me. Great. Yeah, it's fabulous to have you. So, um, Ollie operates a not-for-profit dog rescue here in Ontario, and then his journey with cannabis um, in his own health and his passion for animals led him to develop uh, his own line of pet wellness products, and he has become you know, sort of the go-to person, and it has connected him with so many people from within both the rescue community and the cannabis community, and we're so lucky to have Ollie with us here today. Welcome. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me, and yeah, it's been a long journey. I've been involved in rescue for 30 years, and um, not to, what, that I would like to start off in a somber mode, but I'd, I'd like to just give our condolences to uh, a good rescue supporter and uh, also animal wellness and, and CBD supporter. She would have been the first one all over to listen to this podcast today. Um, she was the owner of Muskoka Pet Wellness, Rhonda Smith. Um, we just learned of her passing today. I just uh, want to give our condolences out. Uh, they live in Bracebridge. Uh, her husband, Dave, and her daughter, Tracy, uh, um, just to want them to know that, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll carry on with what we've been doing as a mission for six years. We'll keep doing it in her honor as well. So anyway, well, thanks again so much for having me. Lady. Sounds like you lost somebody important in the community. Um, condolences for the loss of Rhonda and all the great work that she's doing in the community. So yeah. Yeah. it's nice to be able to acknowledge people uh, when we have important losses like this in our life. Yeah, it was a loud voice when it came to using the CBD with animals. And, uh, you know, uh, we've lost that voice, but I know the amount of people that she's passed in education on can continue to do so as well. Right. So, so why don't you tell us more about Ollie Dog Pet Wellness and CBD for pets? Okay, so originally, I, I been, like I said earlier, I've been in rescue for 30 years, uh, uh, run a registered nonprofit dog rescue up here near Stony Lake, Ontario. Um, we save a lot of dogs that are uh, close to euthanasia. Um, we don't do a lot of puppies or dogs without behavioral. We, it's usually dogs that we're, we're a bit of a last resort, and we don't mind being that way because it's a, a chance for these dogs to be rehabbed and rehomed. Uh, about six years ago, I, I lost a wolf hybrid boy of mine named Odin to cancer. Um, I mean, it was something that is, is very common that we lose our dogs well before uh, they need to be gone. Uh, it just cuts the years off so quickly. And, and he was gone in two weeks, no matter how many thousand we spent at the vet to try and get things figured out. He was gone and there was nothing we could do. Uh, that sent me down a real rabbit hole of CBD because at the time it was very popular, but as far as education or science behind it, there wasn't a lot out there. And I kind of got suckered into the whole just the gimmick of it. And uh, in the beginning, I was working with isolates, and uh, we saw some, some decent results. Uh, I'm not going to say there were no results, but there was a lot of different cases where it was really hit or miss, and, and the dosing was very difficult. Um, I guess it was Hemp Fest in 2017 uh, in Toronto, uh, and I was actually, it was Rhonda Smith and I that were uh, 
had a booth there with the product we were representing at the time. Um, and Sarah Silcox, who is uh, the president of the Canadian Association of Veterinary Cabinoid Medicine here in Canada, uh, which is a group of vet and vet techs really pushing for a legal pathway. Um, when she came across my table and uh, handed me a five-minute education that uh, I was definitely ready for. Wow. Um, right place, I, right time. Just, just a fluke thing. And so immediately I started asking questions that were asked of me to the person uh, of the product I was selling, and I couldn't get the right answers. Mm. So it became a mission for me, uh, mainly because of my own dogs and, and running a rescue where we have 10 to 12 dogs at any given time. Right now we only have six, um, but all six are on it as, as part of their dietary plan. And, and, and the problem that we really came up against in the, in the beginning was, uh, again, uh, seeing what's called a certificate of analytics. Yeah. And seeing what's in these products and understanding how it actually works in, in dogs. Where um, Then the next person that I came across after that was a Dr. Hornby. And again, it was a fluke meeting where I uh, at the Tidenega Music Festival. And he had come across our booth and I sat down with him for majority of the day just discussing uh, all mammals in CBD. And, and and cannabinoids and terpenes and et cetera. And uh, that got me to Legacy 420. Okay. Legacy 420 is the one of the best labs in Canada as far as on uh, indigenous territory. And uh, once I did a tour of their lab and saw how over and above what they were doing as far as safety testing and quality of product and treating it all like medicine and, and not recreation, because again, for, for dogs, there is no recreation. This is medicine. Right? Yes. And there is no recreation about it. This is about uh, having your, your animal in homeostasis uh, and balancing uh, them with cannabinoids. And uh, that's where I could do products that I wanted to do. So we did prototypes and we mainly used them on animals that we saw that the isolates didn't work. Yeah. No. Or that we didn't see results with the isolates or minimal results. Hmm, and that's... the results immediately were incredible because we got to use about a fifth of the dosing. Wow. Uh, so, so Ollie, you had mm -hmm. you had talked to us about using whole plant and f sort of a full spectrum um, as opposed to using isolates. That's right. So and, what's, and, the, and what's the advantage three... to that? Well, because the, the thing is, if you listen to, I mean, the original doctors, Dr. McCollum, Dr. Russell, um, the, the man that I grabbed on to his coattails was Dr. Paul Hornby, is the fact is, is that CBD is not near effective without a tiny bit of THC. Right. I always and like to say that they, they work better when they come to the party together. That's right. And that's entourage in, in itself and, and the synergistic effect of the the, the cannabinoids, terpenes, and flavonoids, everything all together of each plant. And, you know, you know like I truly believe, I myself am an ACMPR holder. I, I have a syndrome that's extremely rare called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, and I treat myself with specific strains. Mm -hmm. yes. So even, even with our CBD, which is specifically built full spectrum, we have CBG, CBN, CBC, CBD, THC, it's all in there. Um, Beta-caryophylline, alpha-pinene, all these things work together. We, we built it as a general good CBD for what I call AAA, arthritis, allergies, and anxiety. Yeah. But and again, you... these are just starting points. So, so, so many people I consult with, we end up using a, 
a 20 to 1 of a certain strain or a 10 to 1 or a 1 to 1. So uh, it's not so a one-size-fits-all solution for pets. Absolutely not. So and, you really have to sort of know what you're getting yourself into. And we're all individuals. Right. And we all have an individual endocannabinoid system. So uh, they just each each of us is going to have a different effect from a different strain, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's that's what we're deficient in cannabinoids. Uh, the great thing is, is cannabis works as an adjuvant, so it kind of fits in where it needs to, the keys and the locks, right? Yes. But, uh, so, so, so the endocannabinoid system in pets works very, or I guess what you're saying is exactly the same as it does in humans. Very close, except one thing that is hugely different is the fact that they have about 10 times the amount of CB1 receptors in the brain. Wow. That's fascinating. That is amazing. So, so the fact is, is that THC, they're much more um, susceptible to the effects of it. Okay. So that's why, like, we built ours as a 30 to 1. But that's, again, a starting point. And, and there was a great study just done last year on a, on a control group of beagles at Cornell University where they tested very, very high amounts of milligrams of THC on these dogs. And two of the biggest things that were discovered in this study, which was a closed group, there's not a lot of closed studies, there's a lot of general studies. And what was noticed was number one, there was no ataxia. And number two, after uh, five days and some in less time than that, they started building tolerance to the THC and the negative psychoactive side effects. That quickly. And That quickly. And it's the same as with any mammal, we can build tolerance to the THC because THC is a lot of times the necessary key that we're missing. And, and I'm almost afraid, you know, right now we still don't have any legal product available for animals. And I'm, I'm afraid that when we see it, we're going to see it THC free. Mm. And you even see a lot of the advertising geared to that towards no THC. It's bad for your animal. But, but well, you know what? Your dog getting into your 200 milligram edible, not good. Right. But you know, one thing we haven't seen any of is any DAS. Yes. No yeah, documented deaths. Your dog is extremely high. If you remember the first time you got into uh, something high THC when you're younger, your dog is in that state. In that state. But I definitely wouldn't recommend. One of, times, one of the only times I will ever recommend an isolate. CBD <laughs> 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 isolate can help block those negative side effects. Ah. That kind of over THC overdose situation, right? So, Ollie, why why might people consider using cannabis for their pets? Well, the biggest number one is arthritis. I mean, really, um, our dogs get older, and with hip dysplasia and the joints, they get stiff. And, and, and as an aid for that, as an anti-inflammatory, incredible. Um, uh, even the regular hemp oil is, let alone infused with full-spectrum CBD. Um, we've had it work for a lot of different environmental allergies. And again, it's not going to cure. You can't cure environmental allergies. But if it can keep the inflammation and the symptoms down, yeah, uh, you know, a lot of times you're, you're like your dog's in pain. Well, it doesn't work directly for pain, but if you reduce inflammation, it reduces pain. So, again, it's all, you know, uh, without the negative side effects of things like Medicam and Gabapentin and Tramadol and Trazodone and all these things we're seeing handed out like crazy at the vet, uh, we just need to see this as an option. And, and sometimes uh, you know, in conjunction with uh, traditional veterinary medicine? Well, especially, uh, you know, like we treat a lot of dogs with seizures. And a lot of people come to CBD for seizures in dogs thinking this is the cure-all. I'm just going to throw my dog on CBD and this is going to stop them and we're going to be fine. 
and, and it doesn't work that way. And a lot of dogs that we found, it's a matter of trying to get them to the minimal amount of pharmaceuticals needed to keep them balanced and keep them seizure-free, uh, and then using CBD in conjunction with it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, we have a girl here right now that uh, we're using both, and we're also using, uh, you know, a lot comes down to diet as well. Um, you, you know, uh, we can't eat McDonald's every day and take cannabis and think we're going to be well. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good point. You know, uh, and, and, you know, and, and another thing coming back to the, the part about the isolates is if you want to get the good parts of a carrot and the good vitamins, you just uh, take out one vitamin or you eat the whole carrot, right? Exactly. You know, these are all just points that are just to, to the whole plant, right? And, 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 and finding, I think it's a matter of finding the cannabinoid um combination that you need for what you're trying to treat now i am a pet owner ollie i have mm. a almost three-year-old uh chocolate lab lily pad mm. um hope you're listening lily pad um, <laughs> and, and my father just lost uh, a 12 year old golden retriever sarah who was dear to him so i've right. got a pup and he just lost a, a dog to cancer as a pet owner when should we start thinking about cannabis for our pets. Well, I, believe, too late? I really believe in it as a preventative, but I don't believe it needs to be started at a younger developing age when it's not needed. Okay. If, if your animal is healthy and doing well, I think what's more important at those younger ages is a well-rounded, healthy diet uh, with and not kibble. Uh, to yeah. be honest with you, I'm really uh, highly in the last couple of years looking into more and more on on the diets of our animals. Again, it's you know it's like people eating McDonald's that you're eating that highly processed crap every single day. Yeah. Uh, and you want to expect to get good results at the end of it. It's just most likely not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I suggest most most of our guys even here at the rescue, if they're over the age of four, we put them we add it as as a as a preventative. Uh, if it's for a specific thing, then you start looking for using it for intentional purposes. Indeed. Mm. Right. And that That's something we talk about a lot is like using cannabis with intention. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that that, yeah, I think that that transcends to if we're going to be treating our pets the same way, we need to be treating with intention. Well, and again, it's about medicine. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And there is no, we, we don't want our dogs to get high. No. We don't want our cat to get high. We don't want them to be uncomfortable. This is about comfort. Right. And even with so many animals that are coming to it late in the day because, you know, your dog is going, you know, there's 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 nothing that can be done. But we, we're buying time with the lights on. And quality of life. And quality of life. That's yeah. right. Because we're not about suffering. But we're if we can keep a dog here for an extra year or two comfortably, mm-hmm. then why wouldn't we do it? Especially, you know, um, when we're giving them things like the Medicam and the Gabapentin and those hard drugs. Oh, we're yeah. Taking, we're taking days off their life. We're not adding. And, yeah. and what kind of quality is it if your animal's in the corner drilling on themselves? Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and that's, and buying time, quality time, that's... Uh, that's that's been the thing that that really uh, has left in my spirits and kept my heart so big with this whole thing is because those are the the biggest the best calls we get that yeah. you know thanks so much we had our dog back for a month before she went oh yeah you know we we saw her chasing a squirrel and actually had got up the juice to try it again oh. you know you know those little things she that she played with her toy that she hasn't touched with six months 
Yeah. You know, those things are just, you know, they're, they're, they're so heartfelt. And, uh, and that's what it's about. This is all for the dogs. And uh, uh, I did it the only way I knew I could get it done. And, and hopefully with uh, some new revisits to the Cannabis Act and, and with vets and vet tax pushing from the Canadian Association of Veterinary Cannabinoid Medicine, that we we see some advancement in these areas and that we don't see that all of a sudden all the crappy product isolate that's out there is the only thing that's allowed. Yeah. Well, and that's what kind of my fear. Right? It, well, it's perfect that you, that you say that because I wanted to ask you about why you thought that pets got left out of the Cannabis Act. And they were. They're, they, I mean, it went all to the regulation and dollars and big corporations. And, 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 and again, our uh, dogs are, are here for very long. They don't have as long as we do as humans to figure these things out. And they also don't have a voice. So right. um, that's why I'm in this is, is because I got to speak for them. And, and, and dogs will be gone long before it's going to be legal that we could help. Yeah. And I, I can't I can't watch that uh, in any way, shape or form. And I also don't like them. I don't like people being suckered by crappy product. <laughs> and, and there's so many people, you know, one of the biggest things I tell everyone, I don't care if you buy mine. But ask for a certificate of analytics and ask for what safety testing has been done on the product. I mean, heavy metals are showing up in all kinds of pet products below the south of the border because it's pretty wild west and pretty open down there with the, the Hemp Agriculture Act. I was so, going to use that exact term, wild west, and, and you do COAs on every batch. You use full spectrum. Every single batch because we want to make sure the milligrams are where they're at. And even our droppers, we had to get specially made with 0.1 mil increments because it's about accurate dosing, ah. right? Uh, we could only find 0.25 droppers, and I want I wanted accurate dosing. I want you know we, we have a free observation chart. We tell people to download, put on their fridge, because we want you to keep track of your own dosing because you know your animal better than anyone else. Yeah, I was actually and, and, online and checked out that, and that's a super easy to follow chart. I I was able to and really. And that's the dosage chart. You're probably we also have the dosage chart that we include with everything that's color coded. Yeah. So you know where to start. And mm -hmm. and again, it's it's the same as humans. You start low and go slow. So we we want to want to keep them at as low a therapeutic dose as needed, right? So now, if if you. If I came to you, like, I'm, I'm not a pet owner, but if I had somebody who, or somebody came to you and was like, I, you know, I don't use cannabis, I don't really know anything about it, but I've heard that it can be useful for my pets, where would you tell them to start searching for more info? Canadian Association of Veterinary Cannabinoid Medicine. Okay. And also there's a new text that is out that was just released in the summer, which is uh, uh, Cannabis Therapy and Veterinary Medicine, A Complete Guide. Uh, it's quite expensive, but it is in a language for vets to read. And so I uh, I take it everywhere I go now so I can hand it out to vets. I have a loaner copy that I'm giving to my vets because uh, vets don't learn anything about this in vet school. Yeah. And even the ones that are on board with it still, you know, even themselves have a hard time finding it. So this text is absolutely amazing. Um, another one, just to even a, another great book just for general pet owners in general regarding uh, using natural ways to keep your dog healthy. A new book that was just released is called The Forever Dog, uh -huh. um, called uh, by Rodney Habib and Dr. Karen Becker, who's a, a Canadian veterinarian from Nova Scotia, I believe, and uh, all kinds of wonderful things, including information about using CBD in, in your pets in that book. Um, there is vets that believe in it and have done the research, but unfortunately, um, there's a lot that are still stuck on pharma, so. Uh, if your vet isn't willing to discuss it, find one that will. 
Um, we're hoping that also their hands will be untied by the Canadian Veterinary Association themselves because they're not allowed to recommend product and they're not allowed to discuss dosage, which is two really big things, right? Mm -hmm. so, it makes their uh, hands tied. Yeah, so that's why it's really caveat emptor. Yeah. Uh, ask for a COA, ask to see safety testing. We even have a COA of the coal organic, uh, certified organic cold press hemp seed oil we use as our carrier. We keep a, an up-to-date COA of it on file as well um, because it's about transparency. And, it, and if they don't know what a COA is and they don't have one for a current batch, Right. Yeah. That was something that when we had chatted earlier about that I really liked, um, you know, we had said, well, why don't you keep the, the COAs online for everybody to watch? And I was floored by your response, which was basically that well, every, batch, every batch is different and I want to give you the most up to date one. I want to make sure that the bottle in your hand is the COA that you are getting because we do small batch. Yeah. Because we do updated COAs every time. I want to make sure that you're not going online and seeing a COA of a bottle that you don't have in your hand. Yeah. So, you know. That's amazing. I, I love, so that, like, I, I, I would say if I would, if somebody was looking online and you see that people are posting their COAs, check the date on those COAs. And if well, they're not. Even, even the people don't realize, I have friends in the medical, again, I've been a medical patient since its inception in Canada and I'm an ACMPR holder. I grow my own because. I, I know from some friends in the industry that uh, work with medical licensed practitioners that the government doesn't require them to do COAs on every batch anymore. Interesting. It's very, it's very random. It's, that's, yeah. that's medicine. And that's a, a huge argument that I think is coming up as we're readdressing this, the Cannabis Act and the way that things were written because it definitely doesn't seem to have been written with the consumer in mind. Ranges, that's why you see these ranges. Um, yes. Right. Oh, it's in between this and this and this and this. Well, how's that medicine? We want it to be accurate. No. Right. right? Yeah. Your, your your doctor doesn't uh, doesn't give you a rate when they're. It's 150 uh, milligrams ish. ish right? No, it's it's take this many pills or this many milligrams per day. You right. Know? And that's and that's where we want to be if it's medicine. Uh, not, not, you know, hope that it's somewhere in here or somewhere around there. Well, we haven't been checked in a while, so we kind of hope that it hasn't depleted at all. I don't know, but, yeah. but to me, that makes no sense at all. So. Well, I think that's why we wanted to speak to you, Ollie, because in this sort of non-regulated uh, pet wellness and CBD, you have decided to hold yourself to the gold standard by, by saying, I am going to have these COAs. I'm going to use cold pressed hemp oil. I'm going to be certified organic. I'm going to do the best, the best, the best, because I'm doing this out of the love of animals, where not everybody out there is being quite so high-minded and mm. quite so thoughtful when it comes to their products. So we wanted to speak to you, because you're really, I think, the gold standard here in Ontario, at least, that I have come across. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad that's not on, on video, because I'd be blushing. But uh, <laughs> I, I mean, this is for the love of animals. This is for the love of my Odin. This is rescue is something that's a passion of mine and something I've been in my whole life and dogs have saved my life enough times that I'm giving it back. And, uh, and, uh, that's, that's, what's important to me. And that's again, why I don't have a problem calling it a product, which I just don't think is, uh, you know, people are just worried about dollars come buy one, one bottle and only cost us three bucks to make it. And we don't care if we see you again because we've made our money off. You. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the pet loses out. 
and that's that not, that's not what we want. Medicine and, and then so many people will go, well, CBD didn't work. Well, if you didn't use it properly and you have no idea what was in the bottle, if you bought some bacon-flavored bullshit or snake oil, I, yeah. I don't know what to tell you because you didn't give your pet a good chance with proper cannabinoids. Exactly. So right. if people wanted to find you, um, I know you have a website. It's www.olliedogpetwellness.ca. That's right. That's right. And then we're on uh, Ollie Dog Rescue. It's O-L-I-D-O-G. Uh, O-L-I is my nickname, and it also stands for uh, Obedience, Loyalty, and Intelligence. And, uh, you know, my wife will tell you I'm, I'm pretty good at two out of the three. I'm not that obedient. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, uh, we're, we have the Facebook page for the rescue and Ollie Dog Pet Wellness. And also our products are available at Legacy420.com as well. Awesome. And I think you're on Instagram as well at Ollie Dog Pet Wellness. Um, that's where we found you and connected. And I'm sure anybody could reach out to you because we did and you were just so receptive and wonderful. So I'm sure. Well, I, I, I put my phone number on every dosage chart because uh, I believe that uh, if someone wants to talk dog, I make myself available because, um, you know, sometimes just some reassurance that they're doing things properly and I want them to use the medicine right. And and there is so much misinformation out there that uh, uh, number one being the fear mongering over THC, uh, you know, that uh, I like to reassure people that what they're doing is, is could really help their animal. Right. So. Yeah. Oh, well, keep doing what you're doing because it's working and I don't think I've ever met anybody so passionate about yes. their animals and yes. other people's animals. And when we started talking about health this season, one of the first things we said is we can't leave our pets out of the health conversation. That's Even right. if the government did, we are not going to. I love dogs. We love what you are doing with your nonprofit rescue and we hope to stay in touch. Absolutely. Uh, thanks so much for having me, ladies. It was absolutely fantastic to uh, talk with like-minded people. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can tell you're both animal lovers just like we are. So Fabulous. So now it's time for us to step away, take, take a, a toke, toke, and go be moms. If you've enjoyed today's episode, you can find all of our episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe, and, of course, tell your friends. You can find us on Instagram at Hi Ladies Podcast. You can send us an email at HiLadiesPodcast at gmail.com. Or Google us. We're out there. Yeah, we're out there. We're on all your listening platforms. Bye, Bye ladies. Bye, Ollie. Bye, Ollie. Woof, woof. Stay high, ladies.